A court hearing for a man accused of multiple murders draws a crowd of family members grieving their loved ones. Why they say they will attend every single hearing. And two different fires break out in a vacant building two days in a row. What could be to blame? Temperatures made it to the 40s today. We'll be in the 60s and 70s tomorrow. Enjoy that because another Arctic air mess about to settle in. Details coming up. Well, the court hearing for accused multi-murderer Raul Mesa and the families of those killed say they will be there every step of the way. Police arrested Mesa last year after investigators say he confessed to killing a Pflugerville man and an East Austin woman. Mesa is also a convicted murderer who killed an eight-year-old girl decades ago. KXAN's Brianna Hollis spoke with family members of those victims today. Today's court proceeding took all of about five minutes. It was a simple case reset and Mesa didn't appear. But the family members of Gloria Lofton, who Mesa is accused of killing in 2019, and Kendra Page, who Mesa did kill in the 1980s, want those working this case to know they're paying attention. We're going to show up every time. I have a lot of questions. Mesa faces a capital murder charge in Gloria Lofton's case. According to indictment documents, Mesa strangled her while trying to sexually assault her. Police found Lofton dead inside her East Austin home in 2019. In the case of Jesse Fraga, Mesa faces a murder charge as well as a charge for unauthorized use of a motor vehicle. Arrest records say Mesa had been living in Fraga's Pflugerville home. In the 1980s murder case Mesa was convicted in for the death of eight-year-old Paige, he received a plea deal and ultimately got out 11 years into his sentence, due in part to lax state laws that were in effect at the time. I feel that we as the Paige family have never gotten justice, and I want to help these families get justice, and I want to get justice for my sister. This is somebody that has ruined lives since the 70s, so I feel like getting closer um, it's important because one, I'm here for my sister and two, I'm here for all the other families that were involved. Mesa's next hearing is set for February 15th. In Austin, Brianna Hollis, KXAN News. First warning weather with meteorologist Rich Siegel. Good afternoon. David has the day off. He will be back tomorrow. We start out with a live look from the Ewald Kubota weather cam. Up in Georgetown, a sunny sky right now. Temperatures have been in the 40s for the majority of the afternoon. Right now, 44 degrees at Camp Mabry with a south-southeast wind at 9 and low humidity still at 24%. Temperatures are in the 40s and 50s. Those 50s have been confined to parts of Llano, San Saba, and Mason counties this afternoon. It's 53 at Mason. That is our Highest or warmest temperature now down to 43, a pair of 43 degree readings at Blanco and at Dripping Springs, 44 at that Ewald Kubota camera site in Georgetown. We are as much as 15 to 20 degrees warmer this afternoon than we were yesterday when some did not get out of the 30s or rather the 20s. Winds are coming out of the south to southeast. Most of our wind speeds now at around 5 to 15 miles per hour. We have a few that are gusting into the high teens and low 20s. Coming up, we have another day of warmth. We'll tell you how warm it'll get tomorrow. Then the cold front gets here. What time does it arrive and how much rain? Because we do have excellent chances of rain coming as we get into at least the early half of next week. Daniel. All right, Rich, thank you very much. And with the colder temperatures continuing tonight, the city's cold weather shelters will open up once again. A city spokesperson told us today that 634 people were at the shelters last night. And the city also told us today that 911 is dealing with a surge of callers reporting broken water pipes. And that is not the only call keeping dispatchers busy. If you walked outside in the city today and you wondered to yourself, what is that smell? 
we have an answer for you. You're not the only one. The Austin Fire Department says people are calling 911 saying there is a gas-like smell all across the city. And turns out the smell is coming from oil fields all the way out in the Luling area. The cold last night created a shift in the area's wind pattern, pushing the fumes all the way out to Austin. AFD says there's no need to report non-specific odors you smell outside, but be sure to report natural gas smells. Well, for the second day in a row, today a fire broke out at an empty East Austin building. AFD responded to the fire near Capitol Plaza between Clayton Lane and Cameron Road. The fire took about 10 minutes to put out, and AFD says that it's gotten reports of people living in the building despite it being vacant. Firefighters responded to another uh, fire at the same building early yesterday morning, if you remember. As they responded to that fire, four or five people ran out of the building. AFD told us yesterday it suspects people inside trying to stay warm started the fire. The state's book ban law has been blocked in an appeals court. The Fifth Circuit of Appeals has blocked a Texas law that requires bookstores, book publishers, and other vendors to review and rate books for sexually relevant or sexually explicit content if those books are sold to school libraries. Now, the judges say the law violates the First Amendment. It's not clear yet if the ruling will be appealed. Well, tomorrow, the U.S. Justice Department will release its findings from an investigation into the Uvalde school shooting that killed 19 children and two teachers. DOJ officials have said the review would focus on the botched law enforcement response. A panel of state lawmakers, you'll remember, found that nearly 400 officers responded to the shooting when a gunman stormed the school, but they waited for over an hour to confront him. At least five officers have lost their jobs, including the Uvalde school police chief. Attorney General Merrick Garland was in Uvalde today ahead of tomorrow's release. More on his visit coming up on KXN News at 6. Former President Donald Trump has threatened, uh, was threatened, I should say, with expulsion and warned to quiet down during day two of the latest defamation damages trial involving writer E. Jean Carroll. Now, Carroll testified today that Trump shattered her reputation when he accused her of making up sexual assault allegations against him, which prompted Trump to make remarks to his lawyers, including... Quote, it is a witch hunt and it really is a con job. The judge told the former president he may be barred from the courtroom if he continued, to which Trump replied, I would love that. In an earlier trial, Trump was found to have sexually abused and defamed her, with a jury awarding her $5 million in damages. Now, Mr. Trump continued to attack Carol's credibility after that verdict, prompting her to seek additional damages in this current trial. Well, federal charges for the shooter who killed five people and injured dozens more at a Colorado Springs gay bar in 2022. The shooter, Anderson Aldrich, is charged with 50 federal hate crimes and 24 firearm violations. Those gun charges alone carry a maximum penalty of death. The shooter pleaded guilty last June to state charges of murder and 46 counts of attempted murder for the massacre inside of Club Q. The U.S. has designated the Houthi rebel group as a terrorist organization. This after the Yemen-based militants launched scores of drone and missile attacks on U.S. military ships and commercial vessels in the Red Sea. After Israel began to bomb Gaza in retaliation for Hamas's attack in October, the Houthis declared support for Hamas. They started launching missiles at Israel and bombarding ships in the Red Sea. The U.S. and its allies have responded with strikes Iran-backed sites Houthis control in Yemen. A White House National Security Advisor described the designation as an important tool to impede terrorist funding to the Houthis, further restrict their access to financial markets, and hold them accountable for their actions. Well, the cost of stamps and other USPS mailing services will increase on Sunday. The U.S. Postal Service says the price adjustments are
are needed to achieve its Delivering for America 10-year plan, which aims to reverse billions of dollars in projected losses. Overall costs are going up around 2%. First class forever stamps are increasing by two cents, now costing 68 cents. Domestic postcards are also increasing by two cents for a cost of 53 cents. And international postcards are going up by five cents to $1.55. Additionally, the price to send, priority, express mail, and other postal services, that is also going up. Plus, the city gets ready to look closely at how it handles its homeless population. One nonprofit is working to help them find their place in the workforce. A helping hand from overseas makes its way to the hostages being held in Gaza. This as the fighting rages on between Israel and Hamas. And the scientific expeditions near Costa Rica leading to the discovery of a new species. Furniture company IKEA is planning to build a new store at the Domain in North Austin. Now, it will be a little different from the kind of store that you see right here behind me. The new store will be a plan and order location, so that's where customers can talk with company experts on their plans to furnish their rooms and order what they need. The new setup will also be a pickup location for orders made online or in the store, and that new location will open later this year and has a lot of competition already in the area, including stores like Our House, Design Within, Reach, and RH Austin. IKEA also plans to open three more stores just like this one in the United States, one in Atlanta and two others in Los Angeles. Well, taking you across the pond now, and Buckingham Palace said today that King Charles will undergo a corrective procedure next week for an enlarged prostate. The palace said the king's condition is benign. It also said the 75-year-old monarch's treatment is like that of thousands of men each year. The palace added the king will require a short period of recuperation after the procedure. Now, earlier in the day, Kensington Palace announced that Kate, the Princess of Wales, was admitted to the London Clinic yesterday for a planned abdominal surgery. The palace said in a statement the procedure was successful and Her Royal Highness will remain in the hospital for up to two weeks. Cam Avery fell to 16 degrees this morning. It was colder at the airport where the low was 11. That at 342 this morning, and it's a new record low at the airport. Previous record, 15 in 2018. We then promised you 40s for the afternoon, and we delivered 45 the high today at Camp Mabry. 46 at the airport. It'll be warmer tomorrow. Enjoy that, and we'll detail it all coming up in just a few minutes. Well, instead of focusing on housing options for people experiencing homelessness, one nonprofit is taking a different approach. Today, they held a job fair for the Austin area's homeless population. Our Jayla Washington shows us its impact. Local homelessness nonprofit, The Other Foundation, also known as TOOF, decided to host a job fair for its unhoused clients on Wednesday. It says it partnered with businesses interested in hiring those who are experiencing homelessness who are really trying to get back to work. Employers were from jobs that range from corporate, government, and nonprofit agencies in a variety of fields, according to TOOF. And what we are talking about here are full-time positions all throughout the area that are really going to help those experiencing homelessness live more stable lives. I was hearing about Austin Water, uh, Parks and Recs. I was hearing about constructions. Uh, the constructions were, it sound good because they're all training, everything's training, none of it required in too much experience and I'm saying there were, a lot of it was uh, uh, entry level. It allows them to feel a sense of self-determination and pride and they're giving back to their community. They're re-engaging with their community. In Austin, Jayla Washington, KXAN News.
And that was TUF's second job fair, according to its spokesperson. It has a variety of resources for those experiencing homelessness looking for a job, including case management. Uh, we have a link to their website linked over on KXAN.com. Now going in depth, Austin is about to take a closer look at how it deals with the homeless population. At tomorrow's Austin City Council meeting, city leaders are expected to vote on a plan to hire a company to do a comprehensive review of what the city has done so far to help the homeless. That review is meant to look at how effective the current strategy is and evaluate spending. If the contract is approved, the report could be finished as soon as April. All right, Rich joins us now. We're back to just normal cold versus extreme cold. <laughs> it's better. <laughs> I thought about you at 11 o'clock today when <laughs> I stopped the drip. There you go. Yeah, remember you said oh, yeah. last night, out, yeah. I want to stop dripping my faucets. And late this morning, the temperature got to 32 degrees. And by God, everybody felt better mm -hmm. about that. And then we climbed into the 40s day. So we'll have one more day of warmth. It'll be nice. And then we have another surge of some cold air coming. And we'll get into that. First, though, we start out with a live view from the Kreitz Market camera in beautiful Lockhart, Texas in Caldwell County. We've had temperatures in the 40s uh, for most of the area during the afternoon. This after some bone chilling cold again today. Uh, forget that at Fredericksburg, their instrumentation is not working at the Gillespie County Airport. Our coldest low was at the airport with that record setting low of 11. It got to 16 at Camp Mabry, most between 12 and 16 this morning will be a little higher than that as we get into tomorrow and that will start with our midnight temperatures which will for in most cases be the low to mid 30s we have some upper 30s to low 40s off to the east these may be in some areas the lows for the day because watch what happens we go from midnight to seven o'clock on Thursday morning and temperatures in some areas actually climb off of that southwest wind and that climb continues through the noon hour on into the uh, mid-afternoon where temperatures are likely to land in the upper 60s to low 70s. Enjoy this because tomorrow night uh, we have another cold front coming that sends Friday morning's lows mostly into the lower half of the 30s, a few upper 30s east of the interstate, and then we don't get out of the 40s for our high temperatures on Friday, but we will have some sunshine. All right, clouds and radar in the future, uh, a clear sky through the evening hours, and then some clouds start to arrive at midnight uh, through tomorrow morning. Here comes the cold front. It moves into Lampasas County at around 6 o'clock makes a quick work through most of the area. This is midnight on Friday, and then the front clears the area. It leaves some strong winds starting in the morning and then tapering off during the afternoon. But this front will come through with no rain. As far as wind gusts are concerned, watch what happens with these wind gusts picking up late Thursday night into Friday morning. 15 to 25 miles per hour, not out of the question. Actually, more like 20 to 30 through Friday morning on into the early afternoon and then these wind speeds will continue till about six o'clock or so and die off after that. Then we wait for the rain. It won't happen Saturday, but it will happen on Sunday as the first signs of rain move in during the afternoon and then expand across most all of the area Sunday night into Monday morning, continuing through the day on Monday with a few thunderstorms possible, non-severe. Monday night into Tuesday morning, Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday night into Wednesday morning and Wednesday afternoon. Look at all that rain. How much? 
Well, this is the European model's depiction of how much rain will fall by Monday, and they are looking at several uh, reporting stations with more than an inch, and then we continue to add to that, and there is still more rain beyond Wednesday, too, and that will be borne out here over the next couple of days. 32 degrees, our overnight low, and again, that could occur sometime around midnight. Our high tomorrow, 70, with a southwest wind at 10 to 15. Seven-day has us back in the 40s on Friday. The upper teens to low 20s for lows on Saturday morning. Partly cloudy Saturday afternoon, high 42. Mostly cloudy to overcast, a 30% chance of rain sunny, high 45. And those rain chances, excellent rain chances, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday with warming temperatures. All right, Rich, thank you very much. Well, some couples in Japan may be feeling a little closer after this tradition took place this week. The annual ritual is aimed at strengthening the bond between married couples. So to do that, the husbands dressed in kimonos are carried by locals to the, a hilltop in falling snow, and then they're thrown down a slope to their waiting wives. After the events, participants smeared charcoal ink on each other's and their faces in hopes of good health. Tonight on News Nation, a primetime exclusive. The Sethville County District Attorney joins Chris to discuss the latest murder charges in the Gilgo case. Plus, the one and only Bill O'Reilly joins Chris live. His take on what's at stake for Nikki Haley in the New Hampshire primary. Tonight on Cuomo. News Nation Friday, an on-balance special. Leland Vittert, live from New Hampshire. Will independent voters shake up the race for the White House? News Nation, your new home for independent journalism with respect for all Americans. Coverage begins 7 Eastern Friday. To find News Nation, go to joinnn.com. A shipment of medicine for dozens of Hamas-held hostages is making its way to Gaza today. Weeks of negotiation led to the first agreement between Israel and the militants since November. Earlier today, two aircrafts landed in Egypt with those medical supplies. They're due to be delivered inside of Gaza. Those medical supplies are badly needed for Palestinian civilians, with 85% of them having been displaced from their homes and living inside an area where the healthcare system has practically collapsed. Scientists have discovered a new species of deep sea octopus in a 100 square mile area off the coast of Costa Rica. Look how cute it is. According to a new report, during their first expedition last summer, the team from the Schmidt Ocean Institute discovered two octopus nurseries and along with it, a new species. It seems that there are four new species of octopus in this area, which is not very large, which is amazing. It was unexpected to, to find so many species of octopus in a small area. So we found also while going up and down with the, with the ROV, other species of octopus in the water columns. The scientists went on another expedition last month to study the new species, and they collected over 160 deep-sea animal specimens, which will be archived and studied at the University of Costa Rica. Well, over to Spain, where priests blessed dozens of dogs today outside of a church in Madrid to celebrate the Feast of St. Anthony of Abbott, Spain's patron saint of animals. Madrid residents took their pets to St. Anthony's Church, holding up their four-legged friends so the animals could be blessed with some holy water. The Catholic tradition is meant to bring the animals health and protection for the coming year. Well, coming up tonight on KXAN, it's Chicago Wednesday. We've got Chicago Med at 7 o'clock, then Chicago Fire at 8, followed by PD at 9 o'clock before we're back with KXAN News at 10. You can join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 on CW Austin. And here's where to find us over the air or through your television provider.